Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring this podcast. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System, you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. At hundreds of locations across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE system technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's unifydhealing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system. It's three guys who come on to play 15 seasons in the National Football League trenches. Well, two guys. And Mackey, who didn't do sh- he just, he just sits there and looks pretty. This is the O-Line Committee. Almost to 4,000 YouTube subscribers, mm. boys. So close. We're climbing Thanks. that mountain, man. Like we're the Price climbing. is Right yodeler. We're, we're just uh, on our way up the YouTube mountain. Yeah, but we ain't falling off the top. We ain't falling off the top. That's a great analogy. Yeah, we don't want to go over the top, We're not right? going over. We're not Dude. going over. We're just going to steady climb it. We're just grinders, lunch pails. Just lunch mm-hmm. pail guys. Did, were you guys, did you guys ever uh, dabble in prices Right? Like, did you yes. ever binge it as, okay. I mean, when you were, like, fake sick, being yeah. like, oh, I don't feel good. And then, like, there was before YouTube, before Netflix, and you watched prices Right, Judge Judy. Yep. And then if your mom <laughs> didn't get home in time, you got to watch the occasional Jerry Springer. Yes. That, those were the days. Well, here's those the problem. The days. Did- I was talking to my wife about this the other day. Did you guys go home for lunch? In high school. But in grade school, you didn't go home for lunch? Mm. No. No. For grade school, we got to go home for lunch. And so my brother Wait, and I would on. go home. What, did you guys just drive? You were like No, eight. we walked home. Walked home. <laughs> you got we off Walked campus home and walked back to school. Eight years old. Yeah. So, but awesome. how far, how far, so wait, so like throughout the rest uh, of your schooling, you just, you just ate lunch at home every day? Yeah. It was awesome. So we'd watch TV, watch TRL, stuff like that. We'd watch, oh, that's TV. when we would watch a lot of the NFL clips because that's when the NFL clips would be playing during ESPN. And so we'd watch the Steve Sable clips, my brother and I, and it was yes. incredible. My brother would make chicken wings and mozzarella sticks, and then we'd run back to school. So they Wait, would how trust much time did you have? Yeah, you, you trust eight-year-olds for time management? Like, hey, fourth well, period I was eight, my brother make was, sure you're back listen, in another hour. <laughs> I'm going to be very fair right now. My brother was two and a half years older than me. He's very mature, very, <laughs> very large, not-to-mess-with type of dude my whole life. So my mom was always like, hey, you got him, right? My brother would be like, yeah, yeah, I got him too. we get home, he'd be like, hey, set the oven to 425. I'm going to put these mozzarella sticks in. We'll go watch some of this, and we'll just smash them down and run back to school. I'd be like, <laughs> that sounds great. Let's do that. And then we'd just be booking it back. It was great. So okay. if you want, If you want to know how to get to 325 pounds and become an offensive lineman, <laughs> right. eat mozzarella sticks for lunch every day starting at age eight. Whole box of corn dogs. We would crush. Oh. My brother was, dude, my brother was so cut, and I was always so jealous. And I was like, how do you eat that and look like that? And I look like this. God, this is terrible. <laughs> okay, okay, before we get to dumb football questions, top four snacks when watching TRL in the late 90s as a kid. Oh, corn dogs were number one. Chicken wings was number two. Cheese sticks was number three. And French bread pizzas was four. We had a list for my mom. Like, hey, just get this for us and we'll be okay. Because my mom worked all day, right? 
So it was just my mom, my grandma, and my grandpa, and they all worked all day. And then my brother and I just fed ourselves. It was great. Dude, no love for Hot Pockets? I was gonna, I, Dude, that's, so I had my pizza rolls. Pizza rolls are up there, oven-baked pizza yeah. rolls. Hot Pockets. Oh, the Philly cheesesteaks from Costco that so you wait, can just so, throw so into Jeremiah the microwave. has no feeling what? on the top of his mouth oh, anymore. No, all these, these are like the, every wait. food that singes your mouth, basically. What Philly cheesesteaks at Costco? There's these microwaves. There was no. these microwavable Philly cheesesteaks that you could just throw in the microwave for like a minute and a half, and they were electric. <laughs> and I'd have like six of them, right? They were electric, right? Where were these? They're, they were in Costco, man. We they big were big Costco family. Big Costco, bulk <laughs> big. buy, bulk buy. Because, I mean, I'll put it this way. When I left for college, right, I left for college in June. When I came back in like right before camp in late July, my parents picked me up from the airport in a brand new car. And I'm like, what the hell? You guys got a new car? They're like, yeah. Like, all of a sudden, at the end of the month, we had this, like, $500 surplus left over because we didn't have to feed you anymore. And we realized we could handle a car payment. And so they literally bought a brand new car because the amount of food that I was going through when I was in high school. Like, You're not was- eating 14 hot... What exactly. was the difference between Hot Pockets and Lean Pockets? Remember they came oh. out with Lean Pockets? Lean Pockets gross. It was like fat-free cheese, like gluten-free Ew. crust. Like, you might as well just eat clay. Yeah, what? You might as well just eat cardboard <laughs> box it <laughs> came in. Jesus, sounds terrible. What is this? It's, I don't know. It's a cardboard box inside a cardboard like box. Like, if you're trying to wow. eat healthy, you're not eating Lean Pockets. That's the no. thing. It's like, I'm going to lose about 10 pounds this month. I switched yeah. to Lean Pockets. To lean yeah. Pockets. <laughs> amazing. Oh By the way, God. I realized why we didn't. We were the same. Club guys, we were mm. the other side of town. Yeah, yeah, yeah. we're on the other side. You were at the yeah. Costco. Costco, uh-huh. living large, living mm-hmm. large at the Costco. Sh- shout mm-hmm. out to the EP Costco. <laughs> Love Larry, the, the manager. It's my guy up there. You would know the Larry, manager at classy. Uh, by the way, if you guys could uh, could click that subscribe button and the like button here on the O-Line Committee YouTube channel, and you can listen to episodes too on Apple and Spotify. Five star rating, positive review. Let's uh, let's keep growing this thing. Offensive line lifestyle club here. Uh, boys, I have three dumb football questions Mm-mm-mm. to throw at you guys. Uh, I believe all of these are from the audience this week here. So we'll start with Ooh. Kevin Bach. He wants to know. And by the way, submit your questions. We read through the comment section on YouTube. We stockpile these things. Uh, no question is is too stupid for dumb football questions. Kevin Bach says, what happens when the players hate the play calling? Are players as critical as fans when it comes to criticizing play calling? Have you ever witnessed anything approaching a mutiny because of bad play calling? I mean, there's a lot of there's a lot of fake there's a lot mutinies. To unpack there. Yeah, yeah. There's a lot. I'll just start with the mutinies because I've been on a, I've on a not. I wouldn't say they're mutinies as much as like Jeremiah knows the term, the players only meeting, where you're yeah. like, this is a players only meeting. You're like, all right, season's over, boys. Get the U-Hauls. If we have to sit down without the guys advising us, something has gone really wrong. Like we're over here, like. We know better than the 30 guys upstairs. Come, listen, listen. That's, that's when, to me, it was like, and Jay knows me. I think guys <laughs> panic a lot. They just panic yeah. so much. And the coaches do, too. And I wasn't a panicker ever. Like, there was never a reason for me to panic. It was more like, all right, what did we do wrong? Let's either not do that or let's work on getting it better. And everybody around us was always like, oh, my God, this guy is falling. and We need to do this. And you're like, dude, just Take a chill pill. If everybody would just chill out, you would see that it's not as bad as you think it is. Like, there's a few stupid things we got to clean up, but that's, and I think a lot of it too is guys are afraid to admit when they screwed up. So it's more like, let's just throw panic on it and make it worried. It's like, let's just figure out what we did wrong and let's go fix that. Right. And 
I'm not saying that some of them weren't warranted. Like, there have been times where I think guys were like, dude, I'm not putting up with this shit anymore. Like, it's getting out of control. I can't do this anymore. And they just start going crazy. And you're like, I understand that. I get that. But when you see, hear these, like, players-only meetings where they're like, we, gotta, we just got to play harder. It's like, why do we have to tell ourselves to play harder? Like, who are we talking to? Are you talking to yourself or are you talking to me? I'm confused as to what's going on here. So I wasn't all about those stupid players only meeting. I wasn't yeah, cool with it. I mean, and as far as it goes with, like, the play call stuff, like, I've seen quarterbacks flip out when, like, a play doesn't work in practice multiple times or, like, just take it out. Get rid of it. Like, it's not Oh, yeah, work. we see that all the time. Like, you see that all the time, but, like, very rarely anyone – I'll, I'll say this on the offensive side. Very rarely besides the quarterback does, in, like, the OC ever listen to, like, take that play out. Or if you have a like super yeah, veteran no. veteran center like a Ryan Khalil or you know someone's been in there and it's like hey man this run play is just not this ain't it like this ain't it let's work on this let's work on that you know that's more along the lines of like it's not necessarily mutiny like it's conversations but yeah. there are like at the end of the day the quarterback has final say and I've seen quarterbacks legitimately be like I just won't call it like and they've been like screaming I've seen screaming matches with the OC and they'll just be like fine you can call it if you want I ain't gonna call I ain't gonna run it I'm gonna check it I'm gonna check it to something else. Right. And like, so you've seen that go back and forth. And as an offensive lineman, you're standing there like, okay, well, I'm just going to call whatever the quarterback runs. Like, yeah. whatever. Like, dude, it it's is not awkward. a big deal. But like, it gets super awkward because then the quarterback comes to the hole and be like, that's freaking stupid. All right, here we go. Gun trips left. And you're like, that's not the play. And then you get up there. <laughs> I know you, he didn't you, call that. You run it. You run it in practice. Right. And it's like they have a scout team look specific for the one play and you're running something different. And then every single like, coach's head explodes. Right. They're like, what are you guys doing? The quarterback's just like, I checked it. And then you're just like, okay. And like you just sit there like, okay. I'm going to have to hear about this in meetings, right? And then the O-line right. coach comes to the meeting like, you guys think you can do whatever you guys want out there. And I was like, listen, if seven says we're running this, if seven says we're running this, we're running this. He's like, that wasn't the play. I was like, so what he called in the huddle. So whatever he called in the huddle is what we're going to run. And it yeah, what are you gonna, like, you're going hey. to get up to the line, you're gonna offensive linemen and be like, well, uh, I'm going to run the original play. You guys do whatever you want behind me. Yes, we <laughs> yeah. always get caught between who are you following. And I'm laughing because, Jay, how many times have you heard that scenario? Yeah, that like, coach is, you, you guys, guys think, think you know you to do. You can do whatever you guys want out there. Huh? It's like, I mean, listen. <laughs> I'm, I'm doing not, what I'm told. I'm just doing what I'm told. Like, I understand that I'm a mushroom. You just keep me in a dark room, feed me shit, and I'll grow. But, like, I don't, I don't want to be yelled at. Like, I just want to be in my yeah. corner and then you get yelled at, and then the quarterback has to come in usually and like smooth everything over like no this is what i said and we're gonna do this and again you just sit there like see yeah what he said well here's the funny thing too said. is like i've had coaches like jay said that go off on us and then they're like you know you're feeding into that you go you need to run this play and you know it, and you're like he's the boss though like, he's the <laughs> one that holds the ball if he calls a play we're gonna run it so then like jay said i've seen quarterbacks come in the room after the O-line coach went off on us and the quarterback was like, is there a problem in here? O-line coach, no, 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 no problem. We're going to run the play I call, right? Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, yeah, Bubba, Bubba, Bubba. I got you. We got, we're good. Walks out of the room. God damn it. God. <laughs> just so mad. We're all just sitting there like, now what? Now who are you yelling at? See, well, we're listening I mean, to him. That's but that's why. That's why Philip Rivers, uh, he was one of the only guys I ever did that. He would kick the coaches out of the Wednesday protection meeting. So Wednesday protection meeting, Wednesday afternoons after practice, we're installing third down blitz. Philip Rivers would be like, all right, coach is out. And he Love would it. go through and be like, all right, he'd have his own blitz cut up. He did it all himself. Like the centers in him had gone over it at 530 in the morning earlier. And then he'd install every protection that we'd be going through against every blitz look that he'd pull up. And then it was our job to go back and tell the coaches, and when I say our job, I mean the starters, to go back and tell the coaches, this is how we're protecting this this week. And at that point, the coaches really had no leg to stand on because they weren't in the install meeting. They're like, well, I don't know if that's going to work. They'd be like, well, Phil made it work, so it's going to work. 
And right. so I feel like like Philip Rivers, once he gets ten years in the league, I feel like there's you know five to ten percent of quarterbacks that they've they've been in the league for ten years. They're multi-time Pro Bowlers that they probably get more leeway to oh, yeah. do some things, right? Okay, I'm At sure Patrick day, Mahomes like, gets to do what he wants. Yeah. Like, come on. I mean, at well, the we end saw of the day, Ke- Kevin O'Connell chirp Kirk Cousins a couple times in the quarterback uh, docu series that just came out for the quarterback sneak in Buffalo. This is I gotta watch this. Extreme tenors. Oh my gosh! Can we talk I, about that? By the way, can we course, talk no, about I, that? I, I, what is I was this? part of the extreme tenors. I almost threw up in my You're mouth. You're just jealous because you can't sing like Kirk. Oh Cousins. my gosh! No, <laughs> that this? was. What are you no. idiots talking about? Booney, you gotta wa- you gotta watch the, the watch net- Netflix came out with an eight part docu series. They followed Patrick Mahomes, Kirk Cousins, White Bread, and Marcus Mariota around for a full season. By the way, Mar- I love how Marcus Mariota. Did you watch the whole thing, Jeremiah? No, just- I'm only three episodes in. I'm gonna spoil one thing for That's you. That's fine. We already watched the season. Okay, we are we already know that Marcus Mariota like basically quit the Falcons. He his wife had a baby. They replaced him with uh, Desmond Ritter, and he kind of left and and decided to get surgery. They just like stop showing him on the show after like well, what five are you episodes. To do? He's just <laughs> gone. Amazing. No. Anyway, yeah. sorry, that's a tangent. No. We'll do it. We'll do a recap. We'll do a recap. Let's, we'll all have to watch it, and we'll. I'll do have a to recap. watch this. Yes. Uh, watch something about a quarterback. Why would I do? Why would I waste my it's, time? It's on not that? bad. The first three episodes have been pretty good so far. It's fascinating. Yes, I mean it's it's probably more fascinating for guys like me who just like don't get to be behind the curtain. Yeah. Does it you guys, show you like, like their nerdy side that we've always seen that they've yes. never seen? Okay, yes. that's exactly Extreme what it is. Tenors. Like we know all these things about these guys and we're never really allowed to talk about. It, and now I guess you're Go starting watch to see it. Go watch it. Right. You'll appreciate I got it. it. Anyways, yep. next question. Yeah. All right, next question from uh, Joseph S here in the YouTube comment section. What is the most you guys talk about? Sometimes like young players in these uh, like training camp meetings or whatever, and they're just like it's an avalanche of information, and they're looking around like deer in the headlights. So Joseph wants to know, what is the most out of nowhere stupid question you've ever heard asked in a meeting? Oh boy! I, I mean, I, I'll give That's you one hard. here. This is this is more of a funny one. So it wasn't from a young guy. So I was on the Carolina Panthers in 2018 when we got bought by David Tepper, right? Like so, there's that whole thing going through. And uh, so David Tepper comes up to the front of the room and training camp, and he's like, hi, guys, I'm your owner, da-da-da. He's like, I want to be an open book. I'm ready. This is like a hedge fund guy, right? Never really been around professional athletes before. And so we're all sitting there, and at the very end, he goes, I want to open it up. Any question, nothing's off limits. I just want to hear from you guys. And all of us are like, oh, that's a poor choice of words. And Cam Newton, front row, boom, hands oh, straight no. up. Uh, Mr. Tepper, Mr. Tepper, Mr. Tepper. So <laughs> how much money do you have? And everyone's like, what? And he's like, well, I mean, he's like, no, no, Mr. Tepper, you said anything. How much money do you have? Yes. And they just started, and he started like bright red. He starts going in circles like, well, you could Google it. You could look up my network. And he's like, that's not what I asked, Mr. Tepper. And it went on for like, it went on for like five minutes, right? And eventually, Rod Rivera at the back's like, Cam, let it die. Move on. It's like, it just went on. He's like, you said we could ask you anything. You said we could ask you anything, Mr. Tepper. It was, it was one of the funniest things I'd ever seen in my life. Dude. What is Mr. Crazy. Tepper's net worth? A lot. A lot. A I mean, lot. I mean, he bought the. I think back then he bought the uh, Panthers for like two point okay. two billion dollars. Eighteen point five billion dollar <laughs> yes. net oh, worth. He's massive. a very very rich human. Do you think he knew that he probably it was he probably knew the ballpark right? He probably, he probably knows I mean, the exact mount. Are you that's kidding probably me? Those low. guys know. That's everything. probably even low for like what's yeah. actually reported. But just the way Cam front and center, hand straight up, Mr. Tepper, Mr. Tepper, Mr. <laughs> Tepper. Quick question: You said anything? 
Yeah, that's literally as soon as he said that, I was like, oh boy, Here anything you can't say anything. I mean, I don't know. There's a lot of dumb things said. We, we there's a there's a Brett Favre story where he like pretty deep into his career, like didn't know a few years in, didn't know what a nickel defense was. He like had to ask nothing like they that. keep talking about nickels and dimes. Like, what is what does that mean? He's like, I've MVP, never heard anything like that. No, nobody's yeah. ever really asked a question like that. Maybe like. I mean, maybe some of the dumbest things would be like, hey, they say open and closed. What are they talking about? You'd be like, middle of the field. But, like, I wouldn't expect a guy to know a lot of that stuff. I think I think one of the, some of the dumbest questions come, like, <laughs> I could think of one that one of the guys asked one time we were talking about a blitz, and they were really we, – we got beat on it. And they were kind of talking, like, a big fight was breaking out about who was wrong. And so, out of nowhere, the hand comes up. He's like, hey, by the way, what's the D&D here? Everybody was like – Gives a shit what the D and D is. Like, I just remember everybody was freaking out. I was like, "Yeah, why'd you ask that stupid question?" Which means down and distance, by the way, down and distance for all of you out there that don't know what D and D means. It's like, down I didn't and know. Distance. For, all you, for all you Dungeons and Dragons fans who got confused there for a second, down I don't know. Distance. I'm trying to think of something really stupid because I know I've heard a lot of them that I was like, "Did he really just ask that?" I mean, I, I know guys. That that, I, I can say the, this: there are guys that are vets. That don't know as much as you think that they do because there's been a lot of times where like they put the they put it up on the board and be like, hey, what's this defense? And the vet would be like, over, and they everyone would be like, what do you say? <laughs> what do you say? You're in your ninth year, guy. What do you? We're all looking at it like, no, 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 no. no. What's this defense? I mean, under. <laughs> Did he just say under? He literally had that, a thirty three percent chance. That happens. That happens more than I'd like to admit. Like, dude, you had a thirty three percent chance to get that right, and you guessed both wrong answers. That's an <laughs> you, odd. You, you usually, stupid. it's usually it's the left tackle too. The left tackle. <laughs> that's like his only job is to block that like fifty million dollar sack monster out there, and you just kind of leave him in his corner, and every now and then you poke him and wake him up, like, hey, what's this? Oh, over. And then you look back, and be like, no, it's okay. You tried next time. Like, <laughs> and then you'd be like, but, they, but then he just goes out there and moshes a defensive end. You're like, good we job, bud. Good nice. job. We'll, we'll, put, we'll put someone smart next to you, dude. I may have played with a few guys like that, and I can tell you right now that I played with one guy that was really, really smart, but at times asked a lot of questions. But I'm telling you right now, when you unleash those dudes on people, it yeah. is fascinating to watch because like there's nothing going through their mind but one thing killed that one dude so when they look at you and they're like yo where we going you're like you just point him (laughs) he's got to die roger that (laughs) and all of a sudden you're like uh, the center would look at me like what'd you tell him hey we go zorro baby everybody's coming (laughs) like we're all we're full go now and it's it's fun because they're such monsters and they yeah they're aggressive and they can move and they're funny and they're crazy. But sometimes not everybody can understand the playbook. And you get that, but mm-hmm. you get a lot of dumb questions when guys don't understand what's going on. Okay, I'll, I'll end this with this. The, it's not the dumbest question, but the thing that used to infuriate me the most question was when you'd have a young guy that would ans- ask a question he already knew the answer to. Right, like trying to earn some brownie points with the coach. Like it's very clearly and obvious that everyone knows the answer to this. Like we've gone over it all week long, right? It's like a Friday meeting. It's almost game time, and we know that there's this one look that if we get this, we're going to check it into this one specific play, da-da-da. And then like we'll be watching on tape, and you'll have a young guy's hand come up and be like, yeah, what's up? You're like, hey, so if we get get that overlook into this defense, we're going to check it into this play here, right? And the coach will be like, yeah, all right. And be like, okay, yeah, just double-checking. We're like, just showing off. You knew the answer. 
Like, what? Why would you ask that? Like, and you just ding, ding. him for that stupid F- SFR or whatever he wanted to put it in. But yeah, or how about it's... the ones that would keep the meeting longer? Those oh. are the worst. Okay, yeah, this is a good question because now you've taken me down this road, and Jeremiah got you there. <laughs> so you're welcome. You'd be getting ready to end the meeting, right? They'd be like, "All right, last play." You'd be like, "Great." Start the car. We're gonna be good, <laughs> right? Like I'm out of here. All of a sudden, hand goes up in the front row. No. No, 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 no. Let me leave first. Let me leave and ask your question. Let me leave and ask your question. Coach, I got a question about this real quick. Hey, if we get, what if we get caught in this play? We wouldn't. We wouldn't. <laughs> that's, that's not the personnel that we're in. Ah, that's a good question. Son of a bitch. Let's pull up the film. <laughs> yep. <laughs> yep. Let's go back and look at a couple other plays. No! Let's not! All of a sudden, this like five minutes ago, my car is already dead. Back to being cold. My wife's like, hey, are you coming home tonight? Yeah, babe. I'm there. I'm there. Yeah. Just give me a couple a minute. people like, are leaving, poking their heads and like, oh, sorry, you guys are still meeting. Like, shut the, door, shut the doors. They're walking Don't away. Don't pull me in. Hey, and the worst, this is the ultimate worst. When we get stuck late and then a quarterback pops his head in. Oh, just the guy to ask. Come here. Come in here real quick. Then <laughs> <laughs> we're all like this. You did it to yourself. Yeah. You did it to yourself yeah. looking for snacks, didn't you? You <laughs> son of a bitch. <laughs> now you're stuck here with us all night. Looking for, yeah. looking for snacks. Uh, King King Moneymaker chimes in here and says, uh, I'm high as shit. This is a great podcast. <laughs> Shout Thanks, out to King the King Moneymaker, Money Maker, yeah. baby. Dude, King Money. That's my dude. <laughs> Just high as a kite, grinding love film. It. Just love it, King. Keep it up, baby. Keep up Keep up the good work. OMNK477 on YouTube says, uh, when a quarterback gets asked about a play where you obviously missed a block or an assignment, what do you want that quarterback to say? I'm assuming, like, to the media. Wait, 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 wait. Go asking. back. Yeah. Who's asking? Who's asking the question? Okay, so uh, who like who's the YouTube no, like who who's asking the quarterback this question? I'm guessing the media. Okay, okay. So when the media asks the quarterback, he doesn't specify that, but we're I think specify he, I think he means like when a, a yokel like me says, "Okay, hey, on that play in the fourth quarter." Uh, so when a quarterback gets asked for a play where you obviously missed a block or an assignment, what do you want that quarterback to say? Well, you can answer both ways to the media, and then what do you want to happen behind the scenes? Oh, this is easy. Yeah, Super go ahead, easy. Booter. All right. So the minute that question gets brought up. This, there's an easy way to do this is you kind of always include it in the we setting. And that's what I always do did. When anything goes wrong and somebody gets called out, you pull them into the we. You pull them back into the group and you go, we need to do a better job of that play. We will talk about that later. If somebody gets praised, you let them roll with the I. He is awesome. He's amazing. But the minute somebody gets pulled in, you have to instantly be like, no, no, no. Because remember, I don't want you talking about my shit to the media. Okay? If I ruin something or I screw up, you can fillet me in front of the team <laughs> in a closed door. Jeremiah Cena. Yep. You can do whatever you want to me. I will sit there like a grown man and take every bit of it. If you rag my name through the garbage of the media, that is, I will ruin you. And I will come back <laughs> so fast. Like You have no idea. I have never in my career ever, ever gone down that road because I know how it turns the team quickly. Mm. Like Somebody's like, hey... I know I messed that up. You know I messed that up. Who gives a shit if they know I messed it up? They can think whatever they want. You can yell at me and cuss me out in a closed door. Everybody's allowed to hit me behind that closed door. But once that door opens, we are one team. And we are, hey, we will work on that. We can do better on this. We used to do it all. We used to get called out all the time. And it was like, a, hey, like, so-and-so gave up three sacks today. It was like, we 
we'll work on that. We will get better at that. We need to grind that. Like, that's a we thing, right? But the minute it's like, yo, Frank Gorsh crush, oh, Frank's the man, dude. Frank's an animal. Frank's a <laughs> yeah. beast. You know what I'm saying? Like, you let him roll on his own tide. But the minute people want to pull a guy down, you got to pull him back up and be like, by the way, you're talking about one of my friends. So be careful, right? Like, we are united here, and we won't step. We won't let people come in and do that. And that's how the... To me, that's how the media tries to get at the team. Like they're like, "Hey, let's go single this guy out and see who comes after him." Because you saw it, Ben and AB. Quickly, that riff was like, Psh! and especially those guys, because the media is always trying to drag those guys together. Oh, the receiver didn't look like he was running the right route. We thought he ran the right route. We will go back to it and look at it. We'll figure it out. We that's, will get it handled. Like that's how you do it. Yeah, I mean, if it's a post game thing, the greatest thing ever is well, I just got to check the tape. Right, like that's that's the greatest check all. Like you can know for sure, like, hey, yeah, my left guard slid the wrong way, and my three technique absolutely murdered me. But you're gonna say, you know, we got to go back, check the tape, make sure I got like in the right thing. And it's are these like your own for you guys, like your own sort of leadership instincts after 10, 15 years, or Mm -hmm. is there like a a PR sort of like, hey, here, if you get asked this type of question, in in training camp, there's always the like the PR person that gets up there and speaks, and all of you are half asleep and don't really want to listen to him. But he just talks about, like, there's a certain things, like, right, we never call out players individually, we never call out coaches individually, and we never talk about injuries. Like, those are kind Ever. of the three, like, Ever. do not speak unspeakables. Um, but people do it all the time, you know. But quarterback specifically, <clears throat> I think it's his job to really stand up front and take the arrows. But it's like Booney said, if he stands up front and he takes the arrows from the media like he should, when he gets in those closed rooms, there is no off limits, right? He can dog cuss anyone. He can circle with the laser pointer, the individual, as much as he wants because you know he has your back. When no. it flips like that, like Boone said, when it flips and he's out there throwing you to the wolves, it doesn't make you want to block harder for him. I'll tell you that, right? It doesn't make you want to be better because, like you, at the end of the day, it's like if he has success, is he gonna is he gonna come back to the media if he throws for three hundred yards next week and be like, hey man, my right tackle, he was the reason that all happened, right? Like. That's not how it works, and we're not asking for that, but there is a give and take of a respect factor of, listen, I know I didn't do it right. You can cuss me out behind these doors. We'll get it fixed, but just don't throw me to the wolves, man. Like, just don't do that. Don't deflect. Yeah. Do you guys remember, uh, like, Andrew Luck the last two or three years, and, and he would – and there's a podcast that kind of details this from – I think it's the, it was the, the, the athletic football show or something like six months ago. And they would play I clips from these press conferences where the offensive line every game would just be undermanned or whatever. And he, he'd have, like, internal bleeding. He'd literally be coughing up blood and then, like, go to his post-game press conference. And he'd still get up at the podium. And everyone who watched the game knows, God, this guy, man, he just, like, needs a little time to throw the football right. And, he, and he'd get up there and it's like, Andrew Luck voice, and I, I just got to be better. I, I just <laughs> See? Gotta, I got to be better. Yeah. <laughs> that those are the guys and that's Blood what people, trickling down his lip you know yeah, and it as was his spleen is lacerated dude, in his body yeah. jay will tell you though one of the most respected people in that league is andrew luck because mm-hmm. number one he got hit as hard as he did and two he never threw anybody under the bus like there's something to be said about getting your ass kicked and handling it like a man and that's what i think the one thing that makes a team a team is the minute the media is like hey let's try and drag this guy out apart from them everyone else is like oh, where's he going come over here he's with us yeah, we all messed up today. He was not the reason that we lost. We all lost this because we didn't come prepared. And it's like you hear these answers from guys, and the minute you hear it, you're like, all right, that guy's a leader. Or you'll hear an answer where a guy's like, yeah, he did mess up, but it's okay. He'll fix it. It's like, not a leader. Not what I would have said. Certainly not what I want my teammate to read because who do you want to wake up the next day reading all these quotes about you? Like you're the guy that's sitting in the locker next to you said all these things about you. You'd be like, dude, seriously? Well, I mean, it circles It circles all the way back to, like, what's the purpose of it, right? Like, right. is the purpose of it to deflect from you? 
and try and make it so that you or is the purpose of what you're doing to make the betterment of the team right like nothing you say to the media about another individual on the team that's negative is going to make your team better nothing but you can have those hard closed door meetings and those will make your team better so it all circles back to what is your purpose what is your purpose of saying whatever you're saying to the media to the coaches to whatever it all needs to be for the betterment of the team. And if that's the case, then, I mean, your quarterback's never going to stand up there and throw his O-line or anyone really under the bus. Like, I think back to, like, the Jefferson catch against uh, – not catch the – they're playing the Eagles, right? And Jefferson ran that stick route or that yeah. – and, like, completely gave up on the route and Kirk threw it to him. And then, like, Kirk was even like, ah, oh, you just didn't feel like you had it? You just didn't feel it? And he's like, nah, man, that's on me. But you didn't hear Kirk say that in the media, right? Yeah. Kirk didn't come out in the media and be like, yeah, Jefferson ran the wrong route. Right, like that's that's the kind of stuff that you see from the really veteran leaders in this in this league, and it's something that young quarterbacks need to pay attention to because it's really easy as a young quarterback to be like I just want the attention off me. Yeah, like, like I just I want like, the heat yes, off me, and it's really yes. easy. Like let me just try and divert it to someone else for two seconds, right? And it always comes back to backfire on them. But like that's just what you have to do and understand where you're at. You're the one of the top 32 people in the world playing quarterback. Yeah, sh- like so shoulder, shoulder, uh, shoulder blame, deflect credit, essentially. Correct. Is kind of exactly. That, right? Always. And it's like Jay said, and before, too, I think about this, and, like, the 2016 year was one of those years for us where it was, like, the media was, like, constantly, like, let's not go in the locker room. Let's just avoid <laughs> the locker room at all costs. But the minute you would get caught in there, you're like, all right. I'm in a good place. I'm in my happy place. I'm trying to bring everybody because you're trying to bring everybody up at the same time. No, 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 no. We're good. We're good, baby. We're good to go. He's good. We're good. They're good. Everybody's like you're after a while though, you're like, dude, this is just getting out of control. And you see the media trying to pull people apart and you see how they slowly do that. And it's like, man, this is crazy. But I could see how guys can easily walk down those doors and easily get caught saying things. But I also respect the fact the media has to have something to write about. Of and I, I'm, not, I'm not going to I'm not going to sit here and poo poo all over the media because they have a job to, you know, they have a family to feed. They have stories to write. They have those type of things like it's just part of the beast. It's just part of the responsibility of playing in the NFL is understanding there's going to be negative media at one point. Yeah. And but I if and you figure it out. It's almost kind of fun because it's kind of like a little bit of a game. Right. And yes. Like, the, hey, the, no, the I'm smart players honest. use it. They I'm use it to honest. the advantage of the team and themselves. Exactly. Yeah. Of course they do. And when those you see those guys coming in when with they're getting ready to fire their shots, you're like, dude, I'm prepared. I'm ready and I know what I'm gonna say. I that. know how I'm you gonna do You see that Disneyland sweater in those in those Woo! new balance. I those see him walking balance, over with those, those two socks. <laughs> hey, can I ask coming. you a question? I was just tying my shoes. Can I <laughs> you know, get him in it? No, you can't. <laughs> you know what's coming. Never mind. By the way, okay, I will say I'm gonna stand up for New Balance for a second here. They just signed Shohei Otani, the best baseball player Ooh. in the world. New Balance is on the uh, is on the cool swing here, boys. Okay, sure thing, pal. <laughs> sure thing, buddy. Nike's over there sweating right now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Nike's, I can't. Nike's wait. worried about losing their contract with the NFL to New Balance. Fast forward two years, it's Jeremiah here for New Balance on the O Line <laughs> Committee podcast. It's like having pillows on your feet. And it looks like it. You better be married because it sure isn't going to get you any women. <laughs> Use promo code OLC. 40-year-old virgin. Uh, there's your round Love of uh, dumb football questions here on the O-Line Committee. Again, hit us with a like and a subscribe button. This is the only show in America where an idiot fan gets to ask questions to two former NFL players. And uh, we'll take as many of your questions as we can on a weekly basis here. So, uh, yeah, go uh, lace up those new balances, kids, and we'll, <laughs> we'll see you next time. <laughs>